Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hello, my self-lovers. Welcome to another solo episode on the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. Today, I wanted to continue the conversation we were having last week in episode 124, where we talked about how to overcome the fear of failure. Hopefully, once you listen to that, you're a little bit more ready to go after your goals and your dreams, and you're just feeling a little bit more inspired. So today, I wanted to record a fairly short, well, we'll see how this goes because you know short in my book means long tangents, (laughs) but I will try to keep it short. And today is going to be a big idea that will hopefully help you see goal setting and goal achievement a little bit differently. This big idea is called technically called the Eisenhower matrix. And this Eisenhower matrix sounds a lot fancier than it actually is, although it is pretty life-changing, but it helps us see the difference between things that are urgent versus things that are important. So when you are setting goals or when you have a big dream or something you want to accomplish in life, there's obviously going to be like follow-up tasks, things you need to do to get there, right? And often those tasks feel very daunting. It feels like, I don't know, how are you ever going to get there? Maybe the timeline just feels too long and you're like, I don't want to waste my life. Or it feels like everybody's already doing it and they're so much more successful, so why should I even try? And when you have a big, big goal, a big dream, all these little tasks can feel really overwhelming. So what do we do? We just don't do anything at all. (laughs) At least I don't. I just kind of get crippled by that fear and it demotivates me. It makes me feel like what's even the point? So what happens instead is that I look at my to-do list and I start crossing things off my to-do list, hoping that crossing shit off is going to somehow motivate me, right? It's going to make me feel better, more accomplished, and it kind of does. I think that crossing things off a to-do list kind of gives you this this high and makes you feel like you're a productive human being in society. And why is that? Well, not to get super dark and political about this, but capitalism really has trained us to see our worth deeply tied to productivity. And I think especially in the 20 or 2000s, right? Now that feminism is a big thing. And for women, it's not just like we must have equal rights, but it's like we must overcompensate and overperform and prove ourselves and pave the way for others, all of which is amazing, wonderful things. And we need that because we have a lot of shitty history to undo. So please don't think that I'm saying we don't need that. I'm just highlighting how that also creates a lot of pressure for all genders but especially those who were victims of the patriarchy for so, so long that now finally we can do all the things or hopefully a lot of the things at least, and we feel the pressure to 
do all of those things, everything all at once. So because of that, it's just really difficult to make goals and follow your dreams because you don't know which ones are your own and which ones are somebody else's, which ones come from you trying to prove something to someone and which things you actually want to accomplish and which things make you feel badass and which things are actually kind of, I don't know, problematic. Maybe you're just covering stuff up in the name of productivity because it's a it's a coping mechanism, right? It's a way to avoid feeling or to avoid sitting with yourself or to avoid admitting that if I don't work, then I feel useless. And I hate that feeling because society hasn't taught us that rest is productive and society has drilled into us that we must earn our worth constantly. So back to this Eisenhower matrix. See, this is what happens when I try to do a short episode. I get really passionate and then I start going all these different directions, but I'm going to focus Fox here. Focus Fox is this thing I do with my fingers where I bring my, my ring finger and my middle finger together with my thumb and it makes like this little Fox and then I tell myself to focus Fox. Anyways, so this big idea called the Eisenhower matrix basically separates all of your tasks into four quadrants. It's a lot easier if you see a visual, so I will link a link in the description so that way you can see how this all breaks down. But basically, there are tasks, things we fill our time with, that are firstly not important and not urgent. This is like the useless shit we do, you know, scrolling on social media, killing time watching TV. And that stuff is important for rest, but it's not necessarily what's going to move our hopes and dreams and goals forward. So there's tasks that are not important and not urgent. A lot of people spend their time here, right? I know I do. Social media is that vice for me where it's not important, it's not urgent, but I tell myself that it is because I work in social media, so I'm doing market research. But if I'm honest, I'm lying to myself. Then there's the next quadrant, which is things that are urgent, but not important. So that's stuff like, I don't know, filling out forms or replying to your boss's email and sending them something, replying to text messages. Sometimes that feels really urgent, but it's not necessarily important. Doing a lot of things for other people with this deadline, whether it's real or arbitrary, And a lot of the things on your to-do list are urgent, but not important. Then there's the quadrant. And this is the one that if you're into productivity, you're probably going to be spending a lot of your time here, which is great, but a fair warning that there's also a next level. But this third one, three out of four, is the quadrant that has tasks that are important and urgent. So things that are important for your work and they need to get done by tomorrow. Things that you need to do for your family and the PTO meeting is tonight. I'm sorry, my example game is not the best, but bear with me. The next quadrant, the fourth quadrant, is stuff that is not urgent, but important. That is where achieving your goals, your hopes, your dreams. This is where most of the work must happen. And this is where it's the most difficult to motivate yourself to do 
tasks that fall into this quadrant. Stuff that is not urgent, that has no deadline, that has nobody knocking on your door or sending you follow-up emails or demanding some sort of response or holding you accountable, but it's important to you. So the work is staying accountable to yourself, prioritizing whatever that is for you. Maybe it's your art or your writing or hell, maybe it's rest because that's not urgent, but it's very, very important. Sleep, I think, is a huge thing here. We always tell ourselves like, oh, I, I can't sleep. I can't. I need to wake up early. I need to do all this stuff or I'm going to bed late, writing all these emails or whatever that is. And so it's really difficult to tell yourself like, no, I'm going to bed early. I'm going to put my phone away. I need my rest, even though maybe it's not urgent, but it's very, very, very important. Hey, my self-lovers, before we go on with today's podcast episode, I want to make sure that you are giving yourself the gift of self-love. The Gift of Self-Love is a book I wrote to help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to finally love yourself. And it's available in stores and online worldwide. So go pick it up if you don't have it already. And if you do have it, little reminder to make sure that you are reading it and doing that work in the workbook. I poured my heart and soul into this book, compiling everything I teach at my retreats and everything we talk about on the podcast and putting it into this heartfelt, relatable, and actionable workbook for you. The cool thing is this book is a combination of me sharing everything that's helped me on my self-love journey. And it's also a workbook so you can actually write in it and put the tools into practice right away. So it's a very integrative experience similar to what it would be like if you came to a retreat and we were doing a workshop in person. These exercises are all in one place for you. There are quizzes, journal prompts, self-reflection exercises, self-love challenges, all of which will help you with body acceptance, mindset and self-talk, confidence and self-worth. So if you haven't gotten it yet, you can get it today by going to maryscupoftea.com slash book. You can also search for it on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. And please take a second to check out all the amazing reviews. At this point, the book has reached thousands of people all around the world. And these reviews are so, so special to me. They literally make me cry when I read them. And I hope that this book has the same profound impact on you. So go to maryscupoftea.com slash book and give yourself the gift of self-love. So let me recap this Eisenhower matrix real quick. There are four quadrants. The first one is not urgent, not important. That is like the bottom of everything. And that's the kind of stuff that you want to eliminate completely from your to-do list. Like don't even bother. The next quadrant is stuff that's urgent, but not important. This is stuff that you can either delegate to somebody else, or if you really need to get stuff done, really put a time limit on it and just zip through those things and don't let yourself spend more time than is necessary on this stuff. I, <laughs> yesterday, this is such a stupid story, but yesterday boyfriend came home and he's like, well, what did you do today? And I'm like, well, I got new oil and vinegar jars, like, you know, those glass jars that like dispense the oil and vinegar. And I spent 30 minutes pouring the oil and vinegar into said jars and 
fucking around in the pantry and just <laughs> seeing what else I could condense into other glass jars and plastic containers. So that's what I spent an hour of my day doing. What about you? And I was not happy with myself, but sweet boyfriend, knowing that I was probably beating myself up over it, said, well, it needed to get done. So anywho, am I saying that you should not pour oil in your olive oil dispenser jars? No. I mean, again, maybe it has to get done. But did I need to spend an hour getting every last drop of the oil into the jar and then proceeding to spend my work day doing all that stuff in the pantry? Maybe I didn't have to spend an hour on that. Maybe 15, 20 minutes would have been okay. So I guess I made it feel urgent in my head, but it was definitely not important. Actually, it's probably not important and not urgent, but I don't want to admit that to myself yet. So anywho, the third quadrant is stuff that is important and urgent. A lot of stuff for your work is going to fall into this or for your family, your kids, things that are very pressing. And yes, they are important. You can't not do them. But the last quadrant is the one that's really important and the one that's highly related to self-love. And those are the things that you do for yourself. They're things that are not urgent, but they're important. They're important for you. Your goals and hopes and dreams will only come true if you focus mainly on stuff that's not urgent but stuff that's important. And that's really hard to do because it involves a lot of self-motivation and our brains are lazy and it's hard to motivate yourself unless something feels pressing or unless there is somebody, you know, following up and holding you accountable. And this is the kind of stuff that a productivity expert will tell you. They'll tell you to do things like create deadlines for yourself, get an accountability buddy, use time blocking to work on your most important tasks first, Stop trying to multitask because our brains physically cannot multitask. Try to get into a focus and flow state. All of these things are great. And again, for a visual on the matrix and how to use it to be more productive, if you are interested in this kind of stuff, I linked an article in the description. The article is from Medium, and I just really like the breakdown. It's cool if you're into productivity, but that's not what I'm personally here for. I'm here to talk to you about how this relates to self-love because there are too many of us doing urgent shit, which is usually stuff for other people, and not focusing on the important stuff, which is the things that we must do for ourselves. And here's the kicker. When we don't feel worthy of achieving our goals, we prioritize urgent tasks over important ones. For example, literally a couple days ago, I really wanted to rest and read my book. And I was like, on Sunday, I'm going to rest and read my book. And the only other thing I'm going to do is go to a yoga class. And the Saturday already escaped us and we didn't get the house cleaning done. And I just didn't feel like I was worthy of rest because I also didn't complete everything from last week. So I was like, oh, I need to get a head start on the week. So I should be working. And I just started shooting on myself and just feeling guilty for wanting to rest. So what did I do? I cleaned the whole house and I did all these little things that I guess were piling up or felt like they were piling up. And I didn't really rest. I didn't get to read any of my book because I just didn't feel like I was worthy of rest. It felt like the stuff that's more urgent or if I prioritized the stuff that was more urgent and less important. And to me, rest is really important, but it's not urgent. So it's really hard to justify it in my own head. 
And we also tend to lie to ourselves and say things like, okay, well, once I get all the little things crossed off my to-do list, then my head will be clear and then I can focus on what's important. I tell myself this shit all the time and it never works. Again, it's just how we justify things to ourselves. We lie, we make excuses. It's what our brains do. We're really good at it. So a big part of self-love that I think is highly underrated is radical self-honesty, like being really honest with yourself and just going to, whether it's your journal or your therapist or when you're talking with a friend, like not making excuses for yourself because oftentimes those excuses just further dig deep that hole and eventually you start to believe those excuses. The to-do list only keeps getting longer. The text messages only pile up. The emails keep coming. Someone always needs something and people are also very good at making their request feel urgent and our people-pleasing brains, it's not their fault. It's literally our brains that we're just really good at putting other people's needs before our own, especially if you've been conditioned to do so your whole life, which is the case for many people who were raised as girls in this society. And the next thing you know, you're doing all this stuff for other people. It feels very urgent. You might convince yourself that it's important, but you didn't really prioritize doing that one big thing for yourself. For me, it was rest. Some other things for me personally is my writing. I tell myself every single night that I am going to write in the morning. And every single day, there's an email to respond to. There's a Slack message popping up. There's social media to check. There's the kitchen to clean after breakfast. There's whatever else. And every single time I put my writing, which is my heart and soul, on the back burner. So the next thing you know, your day has completely escaped you. And if you're anything like me, you go to bed and before bed, you think about all these things that you have to do and you think about all these things that you will do and the to-do list just keeps getting longer and it feels like maybe some things get done if, again, you've been up until this point, it's been really easy for you to be quote-unquote productive, but being productive or let me put it this way, being busy is not the same thing as being productive. And there's nothing good <laughs> and there's no badge of honor given to people who are busy. I don't know why we brag about being busy so much. And I know sometimes life does get busy, but I personally try to not let that be my reality. I do everything I can to not tell myself that I'm busy. I don't ever want to tell my friends that I'm busy. I just don't even want to use that word to describe my situation ever, even if sometimes it feels like it's true. I know in my heart and soul that the only time I say, oh my God, things are so busy, is because I'm not taking a moment to ground and to rest and to sit with myself and to meditate and to prioritize the things that are important versus falling into the busyness trap of the things that are urgent. Also, saying no is a big thing that we have to do here. Saying no to people, saying no to requests, saying no to hanging out with somebody you don't really want to hang out with or somebody you do want to hang out with, but you know that you need this time to yourself. This kind of stuff is like the hard, <laughs> sticky stuff of self-love that is just, it's hard to do. It feels lonely and I totally get it. So the big question is why? 
why do we do this? Besides the fact that we've been trained this way and our brains are kind of lazy and it's easy. You get this adrenaline rush when you cross shit off your to-do list, even if it's filled with stuff that is not important. So the big question is, why do we do this? Why is it so easy to get urgent stuff done and so hard to prioritize the important stuff, the stuff that actually matters to you and only you, even if it doesn't involve other people, even if other people don't understand, even if it's like a big outrageous goal, like, I don't know, writing a screenplay or being an actor or, I don't know, learning to dance or I don't know why I always go to the arts. It doesn't have to be the arts, but anything that you want for yourself. And this is where I had a big existential realization about this. About a week ago, I listened to a podcast episode that gave me this answer that literally shook me to my core. It was on the Sam Harris podcast. His podcast is called Making Sense. I occasionally will dabble in and out. But he recently had a guest on the show who did an episode called Time Management for Mortals. Yeah, Time Management for Mortals. I'll link that in the description in case you're interested. It is worth a listen, even though it's a little bit of a slow starter. I think it has some really amazing points. But I clicked on it thinking that, oh, maybe it'll give me some productivity hacks that will help my lazy ass. But um, no, it just gave me an existential crisis, per usual. The guest, Oliver Berkman, explains how we are slaves to our to-do list because it helps us avoid the scary truth about life. And that scary truth is that our time on this earth is finite. And the more stuff we cross off our to-do list, the better we feel about the fact that we will die one day. And staying busy is almost like this distraction to that existential inevitable truth. He perfectly summarizes this when he said something along the lines of, we are finite creatures with infinite possibilities. And he talks about how the best way to manage your time is not to do more stuff, but it's really to make peace with the fact, this is often done through meditation or journaling or some kind of mindfulness practice, we have to make peace with the fact that we won't be able to do everything. And for some people, especially those of us who were raised to be achievers, to be type A, to be go, 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 hustlers, for a lot of us, that creates this FOMO, right? The fear of missing out, which I've recently experienced a lot of because every time I think like, you know, I just decided on my wedding decor, suddenly there's this other color palette that looks so much more exciting. Or I think about how I one day want kids and then I go on social media and I see one of my best friends traveling the world and living child-free, you know, not thinking about that quite yet. And then I think, wait, maybe I want to do that. And then I think about my friends who are buying houses and I'm like, should I buy a house? And then, you know, fear of missing out, this FOMO that we experience is obviously amplified by social media. But even without it, it's like there's always infinite possibilities. Even if it feels like you're stuck, if you really think about it, even if your circumstance is really challenging and it feels like you're stuck or maybe you are stuck for the time being, there will always be choices. There will always be at least two choices in your path. And we're constantly deciding on those big or small, you know, what to eat for breakfast, what route to take to work, what way to walk, what to post on social media, who to talk to. Like all these little choices add up to create this trajectory of our lives. And 
every single choice we take has a choice that we also didn't take. So because of this, like there could be this FOMO or what Oliver says in this podcast episode that really inspired me, there could be JOMO, the joy of missing out. And once we accept this truth that we are infinite creatures with finite possibilities, or sorry, we're finite creatures. I mixed that up. We're finite creatures. We only have so much capacity with infinite possibilities. Once we accept this truth, we can step into JOMO, the joy of missing out. And that is what liberates us to focus on what matters the most. Isn't that nuts? When I thought about that deeply, like how we use our to-do list as a distraction and how we're constantly prioritizing the urgent versus the important because we're just really afraid to be with ourselves and to admit things to ourselves and to feel. And it's, you know, like I said earlier, it's sometimes easy to make excuses and to do things for other people. It just, it's just easier. I don't know why. And all of this boils down to the fact that we have this existential dread and deep down inside in our subconscious, we know that life is finite, our lives are finite, and there's so many things that we could do with our lives, and that is overwhelming. So we don't want to sit with that. (laughs) We don't do our meditation or mindfulness practice, and instead, we take a cup of coffee on the go, and start crossing shit off our to-do list. So today, with all this in mind, I hope that we can tune into that last part, which is once we accept that truth that we are finite creatures with infinite possibilities, once we accept that, we just realize that that's what it is, we can replace FOMO with JOMO and liberate ourselves to focus on what matters the most to us in this moment, knowing that there are other things that we gave up and that is okay. What matters the most to you in this moment? What do you really, really, really want with your life? What is going to help make that happen? How can you prioritize the important over the urgent? How can you make that a part of your routine? And I guess I'll leave you with this. What is one thing that you can do today to prioritize the important over the urgent? One thing that is not necessarily on your to-do list or maybe has been on your to-do list for so, so long that you stopped writing it on your to-do list because you're sick of feeling bad about yourself when you don't do it. Why don't you think about that one thing, whether that's writing a screenplay, (laughs) engaging in the arts, going on a walk for your mental health, taking some time off to rest, reading that fiction novel that's been on your nightstand because reading is important to you, spending time with the people you love, those who are close to you, your kids, your friends, your family, planning some kind of quality time activity that you know isn't necessarily going to check something off your to-do list, but guess what? It's going to make your life more meaningful and more fulfilled. Love yourself enough to choose the important stuff over the urgent bullshit. I hope this helps. I know I needed this message personally, probably more than you. (laughs) Sometimes I record podcast episodes for you. Other times I record podcast episodes for myself too. And this one is one of those. So I hope that helps. If you enjoyed it, please let me know. And 
I'll talk to you next time. Bye. One last thing before we farewell, if you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review on Apple or rate the show on Spotify, depending on where you're listening. Your feedback helps the podcast grow, and as someone whose love language is words of affirmation, your kind words just mean the absolute world to me. Just search the show on Apple, scroll all the way down to where you'll see a place to leave a review. And if you're listening on Spotify, on the show's homepage, you'll see like a star. And when you click on that star, it'll let you send in your rating. Thank you so much for helping me spread the gift of self-love. And speaking of the gift of self-love, make sure you pick up my book, which is available in stores and online worldwide. Just go to maryscupoftea.com slash book, and you'll find all the links to order the gift of self-love. I love you all so much, and I will talk to you next time. Bye!